Yo, what's up, world? It's undeniable. Who that? JT Money. And you listening to STLR. Yeah, radio. That's what it is. Get him, Jay. Entertainment with no ceiling. Skin a dick back on the verb. Let's ride. Yeah. Yo, ho, yo, ho. A pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. Yo, ho, yo. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we gonna do it. We gotta Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you gotta build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Hi C. You know what it is. Buck that podcast. We're coming to you guys on a Victory Monday, which if it, they've been few and far in between lately. Especially lately, yeah. For the for Tampa sure. Bay Buccaneers. That lovely voice you hear and see with me right now is my boy, Zach how are you doing today, Zachary? Man, I'm doing great. It's good to be back. It's been two weeks off. You know, you had the holidays with the family had to take a little time off and had to catch up on some work last week so it's good to be back in the studio uh it's kind of shitty that we're not here with our boy eddie right now at the moment yeah prayers out to him he's he's got a surgery coming up on wednesday so he's just he he, and he wasn't going to get off of work as early as we wanted to kind of try to do the show could we get in here earlier today so he said just go ahead and do this one without him and uh he's going to be gone for down for a couple weeks after his surgery but he will be back, so we got him in our prayers. Yeah, nice little revolving co-host, yeah. like every now and you know, maybe, every, maybe every we week. Get old, maybe we get old. Oh, it, 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 Derek Fugers up in here. That would be nice. I haven't seen Derek in a minute. Well, we, uh, the only time I see him is on Facebook Live when I'm watching you guys' show. So maybe you can come join us one day. He doesn't hit me up for golf anymore. You know, he, he likes he likes to say that uh, I'm his favorite golf guy, his favorite golf partner. But the only person that hits me up is uh, Mr. One Bob Iger. So, just saying. D Money said you've been cheating on him with one tw- with Tony Snow. Listen, I had a little rendezvous with Tony back in the day for for like one one time we went golfing without without uh, Derek, but that's because Derek was working in the middle of the day. You know, I took off uh, like around one o'clock and went and went golfing early with Tony one day. What's wrong with that? Okay, it's not cheating. Are you a Jags fan now? Are you cheating on us? No, definitely okay. not a Jags fan. So you are a Bucks fan through and through. All right, yeah. Victory Monday. Shout out to my boy Ray Sean tuning in, and uh, it is a victory Monday. It close a, game. It's a very close game, and, and it was kind of shitty to watch, to be honest with you, because it's like it was one. I mean, you. I kind of had a root against. You it. had a little sitch going on on that, as far as uh, you needed the Bucks to kind of lose. You were kind of. I had a parlay going in. Yeah. Root for the root for your team to lose, but uh, yeah, that that the Bucks always seem even a win seem to screw you over you know what i mean and 
And, 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 and in my case, I wanted them to lose because I'm on this train of let's get the highest pick available. I am that guy. Which, I am they, that just, Bucks fan. which they ruined that right now as well. They're ruining now that. Now we're getting back closer to the 13 mark. Carolina was the team that you wanted to go ahead and, I mean, granted, and I say this, I said this at the beginning of the season, no, no professional team out there is tanking on purpose. And I don't believe that uh, the Bucks will ever do that. But it would have been nice if they would have just kept that losing train going and we could have, you know, well, got, got a game up on, on Carolina. We don't have that. the friendliest schedule moving forward, so it's, it's quite possible that, that that trend will come back towards us. It is quite possible that train comes back towards us, but I was looking at Atlanta and New Orleans' schedule as well. They've got a cupcake schedule. They don't have a Jacksonville like we do. Or even a Green Bay. We got to go up to Green Bay. That's playing Lambo. Like some, they're six and six on the season, but that's a team that I see uh, up in Lambo uh, causing some problems. They for just the beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and you know what? After this week in football, I feel like Kansas City like looks like the most overrated team right now, and I think the 49ers look like the team to beat for the championship right now. Uh, they, they made Philadelphia my look silly. AFC, my AFC pick, and I've said this to you before, and I think you know who I'm going to say, the, the but Ravens. is the Ravens. Even losing Mark Andrews, they just look so solid. Lamar Jackson is is maybe one of the most underrated quarterbacks. He just doesn't get any love. Why, why is that? I don't understand. I don't know, man. Like, the, I mean, Jalen Hurts gets all the love. Why doesn't Lamar get the love? I mean, I know he won an MVP, but I don't know. Uh, Ravens are my pick. Them and the Lions, like... I hope the Lions make it. I hope they do. I low-key am a Lions fan right now. I'm low-key a Jared Goff fan. They not even like good. the Lions, but I, I have some respect for Jared Goff and what he did, and it, it makes me wonder with those teams that made it to the Super Bowl uh, with I'm the Rams. I'm in St. Brown looking good. Yeah. Was Jared Goff more a part of that than, you know, Sean McVay or Todd Gurley when they went to the Super Bowl back in the Patriots? I, I, at this point, I'm starting to think Goff didn't get quite the credit that he deserved. I'm I'm right there with you. He's definitely better than his counterpart at number two overall at Wentz. I mean, Wentz is just thrown off the map. He's no longer in the league, I don't think. And, and just for the record, we dropped from seven before we were, you know, yeah. th- this weekend we were we were ranked seven. I shared that in our group. Yeah. We're now ranked 10 a- a- yeah. in the draft. So we are closer to that 13 mark. Yeah. But who knows? We've got a couple, couple tough games coming up. Could be right back up in that five to seven range. Let's go over some of these games that we have coming up uh for the buccaneers next week we got the atlanta game i know we're kind of fast forward a little bit here in the show uh but we have that atlanta game then going to green bay if we're looking ahead a little bit that green bay and jacksonville back-to-back games are probably the toughest i think and and it's a lot of travel because is is the falcons game home or away the falcons game is in atlanta and then we're obviously we'll come back home so we go to atlanta then we got to go to lambo and then go to lambo then we play jacksonville here jacksonville at home New Orleans here, which is which is always good, and then at Carolina to finish up the season. And with the way we played Carolina on Sunday, not looking very good. I, I'm not sure we can go in there. You know, the home field advantage does make a little bit, and you know that team. Thank God for that team having a worse offensive line than we had, and and our our defensive line getting some penetration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be getting another sack on the season That's because he's looking pretty good. You know that Carolina team. 18 to 21, that's not very much of a difference. Three points, man, against a 1 and 11 Carolina team is, is not good at all. I mean, we look bad. I think Baker might have had one of his worst games 
you know, yes, there was some rain. Maybe his hands are a little small, and it, the ball slipped on that interception. But I mean, I saw some overthrows. Some of the worst throws I've seen him throw uh, in a Bucks uniform came on Sunday against uh, the Carolina Panthers. So it's not looking good, even in, even in a victory Monday when we should be celebrating this team. I mean, we're nitpicking this team, but it's just the truth. We are not a playoff team. We are not a championship team. Plain and simple. There is one thing to celebrate, though. We do have one thing to celebrate. We that's our have boy. Our boy. That that jersey on my wall in my bedroom. Which got, is, is it signed, by it the way? It's signed. By Mike? By Mike Evans. Okay. Just got a little bit more valuable. Shout out to my boy Chris. No suit for you. Hooked your boy up back when we had the uh, other studio. So, uh, but congratulations. He, he beat Jerry Rice's record of having 10 consecutive I think Jerry Rice only had nine. Jerry Rice nope. has more overall. Jerry's got 11. What Mike did that makes Mike so special is Mike is the first player in NFL history to start his career with 1,000 and have 10 consecutive. So Jerry didn't start his career with 1,000 and have 11 consecutive. Okay. Jerry still got the record for consecutive, which is 11, I believe. And Mike is at 10 right now, but that's to start his career. No other player has done that. Mike is an elite and a company all by himself when it comes to that uh, stat. And it's, it's pretty crazy seeing a guy at, what, 30, 31 years old, going to be 31 years old, not slowing down. No, not at all. I mean, we talked about Mike earlier in the season, wanting that contract, wanting, uh, you know, playing for a, a new contract this season. It wasn't going to be with the Buccaneers. I'm starting to think that the Bucs are almost handicapped and forced into, handcuffed into re-signing Mike Evans at the end of the season because of the fact that he is our offense right now at the moment. Well, he's definitely looking a lot better than uh, one Chris Godwin has of late. He's disappeared. I don't know if he's hurt, what's going on with him. but I don't know if he's banged up. I, I don't want to say it's that situation where, oh, he got paid, blah, blah, blah. blah no, I don't think that's it at all. I don't think that's, I don't think yeah. that's it, it, no. it at all. I that's think. not Chris. So, Ooh. yeah. What's that? We have somebody chiming on the Facebook Live, somebody you know. Somebody I know. Somebody you know. Is it one, uh, my partner, my brochacha that should be over here to my right? No, it's, it's, the, it's the one that you yell, for. It's, oh, it's Derek. It's okay. Derek. Oh, yeah, I, I yell at, usually it's four, four right with Derek slicing the ball. Mike ain't re-signing with the Bucks. He's you know, going elsewhere. Is yeah. what? But where is he going to go? That's my question. I mean, it, he... I think he Mike wants to stay a buck. If if the Bucks want him, I think the and the Bucks want to are going to give him the money. He's going to stay. I think it's all about the money and the years with Mike. He wants to he wants to end his career as a buck. He said he said as much. Do you think they're going to let him test the water and then try to match? Yes, I do. And I you, do think he's going to test. They're going to let him test. Kind of just put his toes in the water and test out free agency a little bit. I would say you have three guesses to guess where Derek said that he's going to go. Well, but I'm going to say I'm, the Patriots. I'm sure you only need one. there's a lot of talk about the Jets, but I don't see that necessarily. But Benny and the Jets. But, yeah. Of course, he, the Jets. of course he'd want him to go to the Patriots. Patriots got their own problems right now. I mean, Jesus, talk about wanting to reset the quarterback. Uh, yeah, who's going to throw him the ball? Man. And, and Derek's told me earlier in the season, man, I still believe in Mac Jones. And I was one that said – at the beginning of the season, like look out for Mac Jones to have a better year now that he has a a a, a mind, uh, an offensive mind calling plays now, and Bill O'Brien and no longer a special teams coordinator or defensive line coach. 
and Patricia. So I was wrong about that as well. Yeah, they've been having a rough year over there. I know this isn't a Patriots podcast, but apparently they do have ninety million in cap space, so that's going to be a lot of. Uh, and they he got said, money, and he said Caleb Williams is going to throw him the ball. That's pretty enticing. That's pretty mids. Caleb is falling down the the draft board right now. I mean, he's no longer. Well, they're that. like a top three pick right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they. I mean, what does Derek want? Do they want just to lose and tank the rest of the season so they can reload? Actually, I'm sure that's what he wants. Probably. New England is currently sitting at the number two spot behind the Bears. Behind well, well Carolina, but behind goes Carolina, to the yes, Bears. yes. Man, what a great trade that was last season for the Bears to make. Flipped it right back into the first overall Man. pick. Man. And my question to the and they're Bears. Still ranked, they're still, they got the number five pick, so they I got th- two top five I think picks. a lot of people think the Bears are done with Justin Fields, but I don't know if they're going to do that. I almost feel like they're going to maybe use one of those picks but trade down and get some more draft capital and build around this kid and build a team. I mean, I don't think they're too far off from being a successful team. They definitely could. I mean, you could, you could take a Marvin Harrison Jr. and then maybe – Flip the other pick into a... I believe Justin played a year with Marvin Harrison Jr., if I'm not mistaken. Maybe even play a, you know, play a situation where you bring in a, a, somebody in the trenches. They, they need some D-line, they need an O-line. Yeah, they did. And they, and they brought in uh, Montez Sweat in a trade earlier this season. Before, yeah, before which actually helps out the D-line. So Yeah, you're yeah pop- and they you're- re-signed him. They're going to build around him. So that helps out that aspect of it. So, yeah, and this isn't a Bucks or a Bears podcast. Getting back to the Bucks, let's go back to Mike Evans on where he stands as a 30-year-old wide receiver who's quote-unquote, and I say quote-unquote because, hell, I, I said it at the beginning of the season. He's, he's getting to that age. He's going to hit a wall, and we're going to see that wall, and I think it's going to be this season. I was dead wrong, obviously. Mike's having a career year. He's doing some things that he's never done before. Mike Evans right now, where do you think he lands in the yardage mark? Overall? Overall. All time. No, not all time, just this season right now between everybody. Probably like top 10. He is top 10. He is seventh right now. Okay. Now the guys ahead of him, Nakua, who started out really good for the Rams. Oh, Luka or whatever. Uh, Puka, Puka. Puka, your boy Puka. And then St. Brown, we just talked about him for the Lions. Yep. He's a stud. A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, I think, in my eyes. He's, he's one of those guys, too, that just every year puts up stats after stats when he's healthy. C.D. Lamb and Tyreek Hill. Nice. Now, if I were to say to you, who leads the league in yard average? Who would be one of the top five that come to your mind? Tyreek. Tyreek Hill, right? Would Mike Evans come to mind? Well, he usually gets big chunk plays. He does. Mike Evans is fourth right now. Not behind Tyreek, though. Behind Noah Brown, which he burned the hell out of us for the Houston Texans when we played them. Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens, and Nico Collins. Wow. So it's 16.6 yards a catch Mike's averaging right now. And Nico's now, been looking like a little beast, too. Nico has been looking like a beast. And, and I, it must be because he's got a quarterback now, somebody who can actually, actually throw him the yeah. ball. But, yeah, Mike's, Mike's having uh, maybe That's not his best team in a couple year. years. I know we, we you know, no boundaries. We talk What's about that? Sport, sports bets and stuff like that. Yeah. The Houston Texans are going to be a scary team in a couple years. They're scary right now. Yeah. I mean, look at Stroud. He's thrown twenty, what twenty touchdowns, five interceptions, something like that. Something crazy. They on they I on mean, the right way. We're 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 a year or two behind them. Shit, we're and we're it might lot. start with getting rid of the coach, but we'll talk about Listen, that shortly. We're a lot farther than that if we don't hit this reset button sooner. Sooner, yeah. We, we have to realize if we do the same thing we did last year in this shitty division of the NFC South, 
and win this division at a, a as a subpar record and make it to the playoffs and lose the first round, Listen, it's just not acceptable. I've seen a mock draft when we were at seven, which will probably be up in that range again soon, and had us taking your boy Jaden uh, from, from LSU. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. I don't know if I want that type of quarterback. I've seen another one where I think we had Penix. I kind of like Knicks. I kind of like Bo. Bo. I like Drake May. The only problem, I, the only problem, well, Drake May might end up being the over oh, number one overall. Yeah, I know. That's why I wanted to keep losing. The, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to be in that. But, but Bo Nix, I do like Bo Nix, but at the same time, Bo Nix has, Bo Nix was at Auburn when Justin Herbert he was, was in Oregon. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, but he's a, he's a product of the COVID years. That's, I mean, that's the same as uh, your boy at Notre Dame right now. I forget his name, but I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but he. But I would rather have a younger guy. I, I wouldn't want to waste a first round pick on one. There's of those a lot guys. of these 24, 25 year old guys, yeah. in college right now coming out. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see though, for sure. Yeah, Drake May. Drake May may be the number one overall pick. Man, what Derek would be loving Drake May. I'm sure he probably would. Because I feel like Drake sure, May's like like Josh Allen. Listen, if if hypothetically the number one pick isn't a quarterback and they don't trade out of that position and get draft capital like you just said, and they yeah. go because you can't let them, you can't move back too far because somebody like Arizona is going to take probably take Marvin Harrison. Definitely, Drake May, if, if if he slides to number two because they decide to take Marvin Harrison with the number of, overall pick and maybe trade that fifth pick. I think Belichick would be running to the podium to put in that Drake May pick. Let me ask you, what what would you want to do? I had a very spirited conversation. And when I say spirited, slight argument with one Wyatt, our boy Wiki Wyatt, oh, Wyatt or- yesterday uh, about the Bucks situation and their number one overall pick. You know my my thought and where I stand as far as I want to hit that reset button on a quarterback. He tends to think, and I'm in agreement that – this position is very important for the Bucks' success, but it's not the most position, important. and that is offensive line. But where do you stand? I don't see us taking an offensive lineman in the top ten. I haven't really seen in, in some mock drafts that I've been looking at so far. I haven't really seen that offensive lineman going in the top ten. I think Joe Alt from Notre Dame is the number one prospect O lineman. But you don't have like that. I don't know. You don't have that, that Tony Baselli or that something. Tony Baselli you know, or uh, yeah. who was your boy that, used to, that played for Ohio State that was on the Browns forever? Oh, I think shoot. it was like Joe something. Oh, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Thomas. You don't you don't have like that guy coming out, and it has to be yeah. like that kind of tackle for us. Yeah, because so it only makes sense if we're a top ten pick. We're gonna probably go with that. Like if you if, if you're gonna go offensive line in the first round in the top ten, it has to be a guy. That you could plug in and move Tristan Wirfs back to the right side. Yeah, it has to be your new. Well, I think Tristan's. I think I think he's our left tackle for forever now. I don't think he's moving back. Tristan's their guy. Or you have to at least have a guy that guy that can play the opposite side of him. Then yeah. And I don't think that guy is going to be there in the top. You don't usually see a a, a top ten right. That might be the second round tackle coming out. That might have to be the second round pick. Either that or like a badass guard. Not in the first round, though. No, I'm saying second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hardly ever would see. We we, I mean, we you see a left tackle going to hell. Top we 10. need a motherfucking center. We definitely need a center. 
If we could find a starting center in this draft, that would help out a lot. Oh, Timothy Horvath says, let's go Falcons. He's on my side. He, Fal- he, hey. he I know he's a Bucks fan too, but he wants he wants the the Falcons and when he wants that draft pick. And shout out to Tim at, at Carefree Pets and Termite Solutions. Hey Tim, we need to get together, dog. We need to have a conversation because I'm trying to do them sales for you, bro. I got you. I might be the new salesman over there, dog. Okay. All right. Been talking with my boy. That's good. But yeah, he's he's a smart guy, you know. Let's let's, re- let's reset the market here and get a quarterback in here. Hey, even even Derek was rooting for against us, like he was yeah. for how we won. He's like, I was hoping y'all would let Carolina win yesterday. I know <laughs> it was no almost hope. They almost did without us even trying. So so Wyatt's argument, I think, is that Baker's good enough. If we gave him the protection, now my argument is we've said this all year long. The Bucks' problem is not pass protection; it's run blocking. So, do you think Baker is that guy? I don't think he is. I get the argument of protection and all of around. I think in the pass rush blocking, they're good. I think with the run blocking, like you're talking about, in a sense, you get the running game open, and that does protect him because you're not relying on a one-dimension offense. So, he has a point in that aspect. But I don't know if Baker Mayfield is necessarily the guy that can lead us to the promised land. I would rather have Baker Mayfield as our Gardner Minshew. Yeah, we're over we're over the time in the NFL when a Brad Johnson or a Trent Dilfer is going to win it, or Joe Flacco is going to win a championship. I would rather have Baker Mayfield as our Gardner Minshew and us bring in some kind of quarterback of the future, and we have that guy in the fold to where you know it's a long season. Something probably is going to happen. Something's probably going to happen. Or if you're just dog walking a team, maybe you pull him out, put the other guy in there for a little bit, you know, like they do in college and different things like that. Like if if it ever happens, I mean, I don't know. The Bucs aren't that kind of team, but just hypothetically, if that was a scenario. But just to have that good solid backup to where, hey, we know we got Baker. Because I think that Baker gives us a way better backup opportunity than anything that Kyle Trask is going to offer us. And if we go quarterback in the first round, you have Baker Mayfield. So there's not even a guarantee. Like, you don't have to force this dude out there to the Wolves. The what? The Wolves. (laughs) You could sit there, bring him in slowly, maybe week seven, week eight, and then put him out there. Listen, Baker's done an admirable admirable job, if I can say that correctly. Uh, A little cotton mouth right now. Uh, this season with the Buccaneers, let's think back. It wasn't that long ago. It seems like forever. But we all sat here and thought that Baker was going to be the absolute worst quarterback in the league. And we were wrong. A lot of people did. Especially myself. I sat here and and uh, was on my soapbox for Trask during the, the preseason. You were. I am not there now. I do not think that this team needs Trask to come in. So We're so- past that point. Our boy Derek chimed in, said, no, Baker ain't the answer. He says we need a QB to complement that system. This is all coming in our Facebook Live. So those of you guys who hear us on Spotify later, go to the STLR Media's Facebook page, like and follow us, and you guys will be able to watch us live and chime in, and we could put your uh, put your comments up on the screen for you. But getting back to Baker, he's been admirable this season. He's, he's 13th in, in uh, passing yards, which which is – you know, middle of the pack, okay. And as far as interceptions, he's kept that down. 
He's only had eight on the on the year. What's so funny? What Derek Derek chiming in? Nah, one Bada Scott. Shout out to the homie Bada, who actually does our intro. Um, he says I would go with Baker. He sounds like my type of guy. Hashtag <laughs> baked. <laughs> Bada is the best, man. I love just getting on his sessions uh, that he has late at night sometimes and some of the, the crazy topics. Like last time we got on the Mandela effect and it's just like three deep like for like an hour and a half just talking crazy like conspiracy Mandela effect. Uh, you know, I, I love the meditation Monday. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you do your Bada Scott it's impression? Not me. That's, that's while, while he's on while he's on live it. right now. That's why don't you go ahead and do your Bada Scott impression? Derek's the one who does the impression. That's not me. <laughs> Why's your face getting red? Is it because it's making me laugh thinking about Derek doing it? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Shout out Bada man. I, I I missed out on a good time the other night. They went out to uh, the Reggae Rise Up concert series that they're doing out there on Spa Beach and saw Oliver Tree. I don't know if you know who he is. Some goofy weird kid from nowadays but uh music but he's just crazy and goofy and a good time to see isn't you know, ludicrous coming or did he already he come? is he is coming yes Luda. yes that's gonna be a good show i've seen him yes. once way back in the day when he was just when it was fantasy was his hit yeah that's how long i, I think i saw him at last damn show at tropicana field throwback that was a long time ago i think him that might have been the same one i'm talking about or was he was he doing different songs then when I seen him, it was when he first came out. Like that was his song. Yeah, that I mean, last damn show. I mean, that'll tell you that'll date how long ago that was. I mean, that's literally. Well, they just stopped doing the last damn shows just recently because of COVID. At I think Trop. I think they're about to at the Trop. How long have they not been doing it at Tropicana? Field? I don't know where they even. I haven't been to one in so long. I don't I know what they've been doing now. But I'll tell you, it's it's been since high school. By the Scott here. <laughs> By the Scott here. No, see, I can't do it like Derek. Derek doesn't. Derek. Derek does it good. Meditation Monday. <laughs> Derek does it so good. Man, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie to you, Bada. My boy Derek makes you sound like Kermit the Frog, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we got. We got to. But it's nothing but love. It is nothing but love because because yeah. Derek does chime in on that stuff, and, and you know what? If I remember on Wednesday, I'll try to get him to do it on a reel so I can post it on the STLR page okay. for Bada. <laughs> Bada can check it out. <laughs> Bada can check it out. It's just fucking hilarious. And see if it's insulting or not. <laughs> no, I think I think Bada would love it. Speaking of, maybe we need to get him to maybe do a little refresh of the intro, kind of spice it up a little bit. Maybe do something different. Maybe he's got some some other pirate voices for us. Johnny will hate us because he's already working on the intro video for us. <laughs> <laughs> we will get shanked. Just switch it up. It, on it, it is as it is right now. All, 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 all intros have been submitted. Hey, that version looks great, but here, do one to this all, one. All of them have been submitted. I'll let you guys handle that because Johnny might go postal. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know he was doing that. That, that should yeah. come out pretty good. We're, we're actually going to, like how we had the little countdown in the beginning. Yeah. Instead of the countdown, we'll eventually have a, a little video i'm gonna um actually eddie if, if you're watching this and if you guys find some um like highlights we want to use we can send them in the group and, and johnny can maybe incorporate a couple highlights okay of players i'm like yeah there's plays okay not not like my highlight reel i mean we want something good you, you want more than two seconds right <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean they could be two second clips <laughs> Oh man! I ain't even got no highlights. I got low lights right now. Speaking of, we've seen a lot of low lights this season. <laughs> Facts. Like, when are we gonna be able to turn this stuff around? Never. We got a lot of players though that are coming up on contract. Big players for this Bucks team. All right, I'm gonna say it. Get live four or five. Bye. Bye. See you. Adios. 
Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Hasta luego. I am so done with this, man. Boom shakalaka. See you later. I wish I knew how to say it in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> That's African. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> but is it? <laughs> oh, man. I wish Eddie was here right now. Oh, Lord. I missed the cabin. I missed the cabin. Now we got the beautiful people chiming in. And by beautiful, we got Derek chiming in. <laughs> and Butter Scott here. Hey, the cabin is pretty dope. Look at this. We got graffiti on one side. I know. He's got the dope background. We Dude, gonna... you got a dope background, too. Well, we need to refresh that background a little bit and, and, and have the camera angle pointing at the dope background, not the, the dope sink. Hey, <laughs> we got to put, put a, a tapestry there. Well, you know what we need to hit up? Our boys over at King, uh, Speed King Science. They already said, send over the stuff. They got you. I know. I talked to Jared. He but said, I'm trying to give him a little plug. I feel you. But shout out to Speed King Science. But I, di I did actually see him because I had, when I ordered my tablecloths, yeah. the company only sent one. So the other one came, but it's because of the holidays and everything, whatever, whatever. I didn't get a chance to get down there. So I went down there. Just the other day ago, mm. ran into Jared, one T. Yes. And uh, he said, what's up? And I told awesome. him, uh, he said, whenever we're ready for the, the, the signs, he said, just send over the stuff. He's like, they got us. Good, good. So maybe we can get a sign to cover that little, bam. Yeah, like a buck that sign or something. Buck that podcast yeah. sign. I love it. Nice little background for the people so they don't have to look into the blackness that is this little hallway over here. It is. So... I like you know, it. I am I am naturally a cameraman, so you know, might want to listen to me when it comes to camera angles. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we only got so much room in here. Uh, there's only so much we can do. I feel like we can do a little more. I mean, we could definitely put some stuff behind you. Definitely start by lifting your camera angle up and let's do more eye level camera. My, mine is kind of eye level. Yeah, it's a little upward. Never take upward selfies, don't you know that? Ooh, that was <laughs> disgusting. It just reminded me of Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> the landlord lady yes all right does that, does that look better mr cameraman i don't know i'm not on my facebook oh, live okay you tell me i bet you look i bet you look 10 pounds lighter maybe coming from that angle or 10 pounds heavier who knows and then if we just put mine straight across looking this way bam we'll be cooking on the front burner or as Michael we'll, say, we'll put it right gas. here real quick. See if it fits. All right, I didn't didn't mean we had to do that live on air, hey, but let's go ahead and do that. I guess we're we making adjustments right here live. Y'all, y'all, y'all know how it is. Here, let me get, let me get this from your squiggle. See, the only thing is that that little you just gotta, the the tripod kind of just got to angle me up and give me a good angle too. Don't go too low. Okay, haven't been to the gym lately. Okay. <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely don't want to look at those those have not been trimmed in a while Holy don't look at them talons <laughs> them some things be cutting my my wife's leg at night i'm them sure talons. they do gotta get a tetanus I, shot I after getting that good you like that huh except for uh oops i got my yeah my, my boy's got this fancy my, my robotic table moving His robotic up or down up and down table that's pretty cool but maybe maybe at a different time we'll just switch this and kind of get it to angle a little bit more this way, you know what I mean? Or even just use like one camera for both of us as well. That would also be good as well. I don't know. It's do more about setting the scene back here, and I think our audience would agree too. I know we're getting off topic here, but I like that right there. Okay, but what I'm saying is, once we get speaking signs to put the beautiful new Buck That podcast here. And if if we set up the camera angle just right, 
We can get both of us in the shot, and it'll be framed up. Well, maybe beautiful. you gotta just come down here. When I think I'm gonna have to do my job. Yeah, maybe. Just what are you come doing? Down here. Am I taking that away? Oh, do you want to keep right here? Right I mean, now, you I tell guess. me. How am I looking right now? Skinny. Can you see? Can okay, that's good. Can you see my new pants? My new sweatpants. The wife got. I can, I can see look like at, your, look at this material. Do you know how soft and comfortable these? I can are? see like your, from like your phone up. Okay, that's good. Any lower than we're gonna have to maybe yeah. uh, make this NC seventeen. But back back to some topics at hand. And Do y'all that, like this camera angle better? Just give us some some feedback. On, yeah, some Facebook feedback. Live. I mean, I was on your show with with Derek, No Boundary Sports Talk, uh, I believe last Wednesday, and I'm looking at your camera angles, and it's just like that upward angle just not cutting it for us. There's a okay. lot of guys here that just aren't friendly for TV, and let's not make them any less friendly. Okay. By putting a bad angle on them, but anyway, back to the topics at hand because we are Buck That Podcast. State of the franchise for the Buccaneers going forward. We, we know what's going on this season. We're probably going to muddle along to the playoffs or fall just short and have a losing season. But what's going to happen in the offseason? We've got a lot of players. One being 4-5. Get out 4-5. See you later. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you with the, uh, with the good Lord split you. But then we have some others that we talked about earlier like Mike Evans. Where, where did the Bucks stand on Mike in this offense moving forward? Are you happy with get Dave Canales? I'm not. Very vanilla. We saw a lot. And the thing was with Dave is he was saying in his press conferences, oh, I'm saving it for, other, for later on in the season. I don't want to use everything at once. We saw from Minnesota till about week four a degress of this offense. And then from then on, it's literally been a spike and then it would go back to just vanilla. Well, I think part of it is the inconsistency in the run game. And, and Rashard White has been showing some flashes. And they, they have had some times where they've gotten some good blocks and different things like that. The problem is there's not the consistency there. So I'm, I feel like the lack of running game kind of does some negative effects to the overall offense of what maybe he would want to do because he can't get the defense to give up the space that he needs to create on maybe some pass plays because, I mean, we're, we just don't have that that threat that's going to bust out four yards of carry, yeah. five yards of carry. Speaking of, Rock had his, his biggest, his biggest uh, run play of the, of, of the year, of his career, I think, uh, this weekend. I think he busted off, what, a 50-yarder or something like that. So um, is that better? Yeah, kinda. straighten me up, tighten me up there. Is we only got so much room to work. We with. don't have a lot of room. I know that's a very small desk. It's really not. I think that was sarcasm. I, 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 oh, I thought I like that better. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. Angle it more this way. Except for you got the microphone in your face, but well, that's what the job is right now. We're talking in the mic so people can hear us. So so they can see my. Why are you all? But see, when my... I do this, then you're like, yeah. you start pointing at me and start doing this number, like, hey, talking to the mic. So now I just got to like eat this thing. People, y'all, see, now y'all can see me. I'll be giving like the desk there. I'll be like, yeah, it's very <laughs> confusing too because he thinks I'm like, I learned sign language overnight. It starts giving me all these sign languages. It's gang signs, baby. Throws me off of my topic and my point. But back to the point at hand state of the franchise. We talked about Mike. We talked about Devin. What? What? We can't get to these topics. Who, who's chiming in? So that's what I recommended, and Craig said no. <laughs> I totally believe it too. But uh, I mean, I do do camera work, so All right. I do like it with the. How fact does that it look? It looks good, Derek. How does it look? I'm asking Derek. 
I know there's a delay, so it might take a second. So maybe we can actually get to our topic right. at hand. So, I mean, your thoughts on Mike Evans? I, I think he's a first-round Hall of Famer. Well, I think we need not, to keep him. That's not the question. Do we? Yeah, do we? Do we keep him? Should we keep him? I, I think if we, we can. Yeah, we're gonna lack somewhere we're, else though. We're gonna need a veteran to if we make that that quarterback switch. It's gonna be four or five. That's what it's gonna be. That's gonna enable us the money because he. I think he wants like twenty million a year. We'll see. Something man. crazy. If, like, if he if he commands that much, we might have to let him walk. You can't command twenty million a year and take games off like he does. He will literally disappear for games on end. He had three tackles uh, a couple games ago. Like three tackles. You had uh, the rookie Savassier Dennis come in. He had two tackles in nineteen snaps. Past the Savassier. White played the whole damn game. Had three tackles. You had a rookie come in. Nineteen snaps. Get two. It's That's it bad. just can't happen. And you can't be asking for top. Paid linebacker, middle <clears throat> middle linebacker in the league money, that just can't be happening. Yeah, and I think that if he goes and tests the waters, he might, you know, somebody might overpay for him, but he might find out that hey, the what grass, if they don't? The grass ain't green. Would you resign him at at a lesser deal? Would you want him back in this in this defense? We've kind of seen this defense be okay without Devin. We we have not seen this defense do good without Levante David. This defense struggles mightily. Devin struggles mightily when when Levante's not it, in the it game. It struggled mightily with both of them out. Of it. Well, for sure. But the game that where Levante was out and Devin played uh, with Savassier and a couple of the other guys, KJ Britt, who's also hurt, we're losing linebackers left and right. Uh, he did not play well. He did not step up like like a twenty million dollar uh, a year man would. No, he didn't at all. So, I agree. A guy that should get paid though. That is contracts up is Antoine Winfield Jr. He's, He's very deserving. Paid. He definitely needs to got his paid. second interception on the year. He should have more, uh, but he he affects the game in so many other ways other than pass deflections and interceptions. I and mean, this guy's like a linebacker in the box. He's like a DN when he rushes. Uh, he he's. One of the quickest safeties I've seen as far as his lateral movement and just moving around and oh, just he, flying all over the field. If he plays at the level that he's playing at for the next six to eight years, he's Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Him and Tristan Worse. I mean, those are the guys that I see next to Mike. I mean, Mike's going to get in. And if you really want to get into this, I, I don't. I, do you think he's a first ballot? I do. Do you think he's a first ballot? With what he's done? Yeah. I might have to say no. And that's only because of who has not gotten on this lit or gotten into the Hall of Fame already. Uh, that's on the all-time receiver. Well, there is a log jam too, though. Yes, there is a log jam. There is. Receiver. Okay, so here's some of the names that have been eligible. But you got to remember, you got to be out of the league for four years before you're eligible. I think it's though. five. Five. Okay. I think it's actually five years. But here's the guys that are eligible that have not made it yet. And there's one on this list that's a travesty and a crime, and they they should get him in. He should have been in already. Lavernius Coles. So. You got no. You got Larry Fitzgerald, who's going to be up for it real soon. Yeah, but he he, well, he just retired. I know. I'm though, not. So he, I'm not. He's, he's just. I'm just saying. He's years. one of the guys coming up. Uh, Steve Smith, uh, senior, not in. That's not my guy though. That I'm talking about. But he. I think he just became eligible recently though. 2016 was his last year. He's been out of the league for almost eight years. Okay. So he's been eligible for about two. Uh, Anquan Bolden, 2016, he left the league. Here's a guy right here that. That's the travesty. Tory Holt. Tory Holt is. Tory Holt is 17th all time in catches. What did they win with the Rams? Two Super Bowls. But greatest two, show on turf. 
listen, Derek's chiming on the Facebook Live, and he yeah. has a very good point. Not one of those wide receivers have 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah, no other wide receiver has done that. I mean, the start of his career. So, I mean, like I said at the beginning of the show, Mike's alone at, the, at that category. I mean, if we're talking consecutive years, then we're talking Rice. You know. So how many more yards does Torrey Holt have than Mike Evans? Uh, Torrey Holt is standing right now at 17th all-time with 13,382. Mike Evans is down the list at 35 at 11,437. So you're looking at about 2,000-yard difference. So probably two seasons he'll be up there around Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt. And then right above Torrey Holt at 13,645 is Julio Jones. So that's Who's still active guy. in the league? Who, yeah, who just signed with what Philly not too long ago? Yeah. I think it was. So, not that he's doing anything. He's not really adding to those stats at all. I mean, he hasn't really done anything no. since he left Atlanta. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything uh, in the past couple but, years. But I mean, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Is Brandon Marshall a Hall of Famer? I think he He hasn't won a championship. He's just putting up the yards. Antonio Brown. See that he's won. That's the, and he's got the yardage. That's and, the thing with the with some with with. Some of the guys like Brandon Marshall, he has the stats. I, I think the rings is more of like a stigma for the quarterback, I would say. But I don't think it's a necessity, obviously, because there's some guys who just haven't won a ring that, that got great numbers and who are in the Hall of Fame. And I, I think that Brandon Marshall, I mean, he does have the numbers to put to put him in there. One thing that Mike has an advantage over all those guys I just, I just named is the fact that he is – Tied for 13th all time uh, with touchdowns. So he's a big touchdown producer. He so is. That. 91 touchdowns. Started the season, I was telling you this before the show, with Steve Smith down around like 16th overall. Or maybe, maybe it was a little bit, maybe it was a little bit further, like 30th or something like that. But he has shot up the, the touchdown all time leaders. He is now tied with Isaac Bruce and another fellow 2014 draft class wide receiver and that's Devontae Adams. Okay. Who's, who's another guy who's hasn't won but he's, elite, he's putting up numbers. Yeah. Elite. And I think the the championship thing kind of does play into a fact factor. When you have this log jam of wide receivers that are so deserving, what puts that guy over the top of those other guys? I mean where you have to like put Mike in there because he got a chip. He's got the chip and he's got that unique record which will stand for a long time. Yeah, because how hard is that to stay? The luck that has to go into that to stay healthy for ten plus seasons to get a thousand yards. I mean, he squeaked by a couple of those seasons where he just got like nine yards past a thousand or something like that on a couple of the seasons. So he's been very close on a couple, but the luck that it takes. AJ Green did it for I think seven seasons coming out of Georgia, uh, but Mike uh, is it alone at the top of that mountain right there. And speaking of mountains, Ru- Mount Rushmore, where does Mike stand? Is he on the Buccaneer Mount Rushmore? He's got to be our best offensive player. He's got to surpass Mike Allstott by now. Well, I would never say that Mike Allstott was, was our best offensive player. I would say he was our most iconic. Who would you say? I mean, Warwick could be in that conversation. I would say Warwick done, but maybe. he left us. Where Mike stayed his whole career with the Buccaneers, Warwick left us to go to Atlanta but, and played a lot, a lot long, or I think a couple more years over there in Atlanta than he did here. 
I would almost want to say it's not like the list is long for the Buccaneers on offense. You can't say Keyshawn. Well, the only problem is, is nobody was nobody was really like drafted here or been here for that long of a time. A lot of people were brought in on certain yeah. aspects. Can't say had, Steve Young, you no. know. <laughs> um, probably I'd have to say probably Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that is rich and steeped in the. I mean, we don't have a quarterback that would go on that Mount Rushmore, so it definitely have yeah. to be. The other three guys are probably going to be defensive guys. You're probably going to go Brooks, Ronde Barber. And Sap. And what, Sap? I think you got to go Sap. Or maybe John Lynch, one of the two, but Lynch left us for, for – For Denver. I mean – Sap left for, Sapp for the Raiders, for but, o- he, but Oakland, he was here yeah. a lot longer, though. Yeah, but we weren't going to re-sign him. Yeah. He, he was – he too much money. Man. Yeah, I, I, we don't have a lot of offensive players looking back at it, like Sean King. Like who the hell could we throw up there? Tom what, Brady. What? Tom. Well, yeah, but he was only with us for like. <laughs> Three is years. that what Derek said? Of course. That's why you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, say, well, he, your best offensive player was Tom Brady. Touche. And he said Tom Brady is definitely on that mountain. I don't know. I don't know if he is. He's only here for three years, and one of those seasons, his last season, was. Horrendous. I'd say that Baker's been playing better this season than Tom Brady did last season for the Buccaneers. Woo! Our offense is scoring a little more points than it was last season. I think we averaged like 18-something. I think Tom was dealing with that divorce. Tom was dealing with a lot of stuff. A lot of teams. Tom, I don't think, wanted to leave, but I think that last season he kind of saw, like, yeah, it's done. It's over. It's been a while. I do think so. But let's talk about the state of the franchise. Oh, you want to talk about that now? Yeah. Oh, okay. How do you feel about the coaching staff? Do you think they've... Uh... I do not want to see... I know you brought up Canales, but I don't think we could fire him right now. We can fire him if Todd Bowles is no longer this coach. Facts. So if we go to the playoffs... Listen, if it, let's fast forward to this Atlanta my, game. My cousin's husband, every single Sunday, religiously, makes a post... Fire, fire Todd Bowles. He's a horrible head coach. He is. He he never gets fiery. You never see. And, and I know people say Tony Dungy never got fiery. He wasn't that type of coach. Todd Bowles isn't Tony Dungy. He's not. Todd Bowles, I, it's just something about the guy that kind of irks me. He just, he, he doesn't seem like he takes the accountability too well. I mean, you know what I mean? He just doesn't. He doesn't seem like he gets mad. He's easygoing. He really yeah. is. And it kind of pisses me off. Like, I want a coach that's going to get fiery and, like, not – I want a Dan Campbell. I want, I want that guy at his opening press conference going to be like, we're going to be chewing kneecaps and breaking legs or whatever he said. Like, I want that guy. Dan Campbell's a beast. I, like I want him. a fiery head coach. I don't want a guy that's going to lull you to sleep and, and, like, and preach accountability but not – not have any account- accountability. You don't, so, so here's what I don't want. I don't want the Bucks to go into the playoffs if we can ma- win this division slightly like we did last year at a, at a subpar record and think that that suffices, is going to suffice to the Bucks fans and keep Todd Bowles for another season. No, nah, we need That's it. That's just not going to work. Todd Bowles is gone. It's 100%. He's gone. What's he saying now? He says... You need that M.A. Udoka. You need that coach that's going to call LeBron soft. 
Is that the former Boston head coach or something? Yeah. The, the one that got fired for the whole scandal he had? Whatever the situation yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. But he did call LeBron Braun soft. LeBron is not soft. Eh. Braun is a... Opinions vary. But anyways. Braun is... He takes advantage of the state of the NBA. You, you want a coach that's going to call somebody on their shit. I do want somebody who's going to call somebody on their shit. Fiery offensive young guy. That's what I want. Okay. There's going to be a lot of them available. You got the Houston Slovic. You got uh, Johnson and Johnson. There's two Johnson. There's one in Detroit, and I forget where the other one's from. But a lot of young offensive minds, creative minds that are going to be available this offseason. Let's, let's beat these other teams in our division to the punch. Because if you look at the state of the NFC South, screw the franchise. Let's look at the state of the NFC South. New Orleans, they don't go to the playoffs and don't do anything this season. They could lose Dennis Allen. They could fire him, potentially. Yeah. Artie Smith doesn't get Atlanta to the playoffs. He's gone. Uh, Carol- well, isn't Artie Smith kind of new, though? It's like his third year. Okay. But in, nowadays in the NFL, like he's that, been there forever. Yeah. Uh, you got the Carolina situation. We already know they're not going to – Tepper does not stay with – the interim head coach. He let Duke go last year. He's now the defensive coordinator in San Francisco. I forget his name. He's not going to get this. He's not going to promote this special teams coach to be the head coach of his Carolina Panthers. Yeah. He's going to go out there and he's going to get a young mind to coach up this Maybe. kid. Maybe they've been this kid and young. I'm and not that's even worried what he about tried Ca- to do. I'm with, not worried about Carolina Wright. Panther. They're they're making like the horrible choices. Like Carolina Panthers to me in the NFC South are like the chick that constantly complains about these bum-ass dudes she's been with, but she always chooses bum-ass dudes. I think it's Frank Wright. I think he was the issue. You look what he did in his one season as Indianapolis coach. Shit the bed with Matt Ryan. Did not look good as a coach. Got fired uh, after one season there. Got fired after one season in Carolina. It's Frank Wright. He needs to just reset. Like we talk about with resetting with a quarterback, he needs to reset with a good young offensive head but coach. But why even make that choice to begin with with Frank Wright? It, because I think Frank built makes, up. They make bad decisions he over He built there. up some positive cachet in the league, I think. And I, I think maybe Tepper thought that he was wrong, wrongly uh, fired from uh, Indianapolis and maybe too soon. Who knows? But that was ultimately the right decision for the Colts because look where they're at with Shane Steichen, who is a young offensive-minded guy from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's where we need to go. Not Eric Bieniemy. We don't need to go there. We don't need to go defense. The Chargers too. Chargers. There's going to be. There's going to be. There's going to be a lot of coaching changes. Seven to thirteen jobs available in the offseason. Derek said Bucks need to rebuild. He said new coaches, new QB, new system again. Everything. Everything. Tear it down. GM From and all, scratch. GM and all, or do you think? No, you say- I think I think Light has survived uh, the bad years of the Bucks. I mean, we, we are overachieving from so what we him. thought we were going to be at this year. Are we? Are we not? Yeah. I mean, we thought we lost Tom Brady. It's over for us. We're done. Season ticket members, including Derek, no longer buying tickets. Well, like, he was. He was. He's, he was only. He was. He was a Tom Brady fan. He was never a Bucks fan. Oh, okay. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know. We had a lot of those. But th- the point is, we need to, to tear this building down. There's a lot of bad and memories. And, and just burn it to the ground and start fresh. Look what Houston did. Houston, the last, what, I don't know. How, even with J.J. They Watt. They traded Deshaun. They let, Deshaun, they let J.J. Watt go. Even when he with was, J.J., it was a dumpster fire there. I mean, Deshaun had, when they had Deshaun, he wasn't out there raping masseuses. They were a decent team. When he was allegedly paying for handies. Allegedly. 
but since then they've been absolute a dumpster fire. So and look what they've been able to do. Look what the Eagles have done. I mean, yeah, they won that championship back in what seventeen, but then they were a dumpster fire with year uh, with Wentz for a couple of years after that when Wentz came back and they were a dumpster fire. They they turned around with a quarterback, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Look where they were at for so many years, except for this year. Flipped it. That, might, yeah, that, well, might, that he's, might be a bad example right now, but he, he's he's been battling injuries. I feel yeah, like all season. and that's that's a team that could go out and use their first overall pick for a lineman. Not us. We need to reset that quarterback. I mean, you don't win in this league unless you have a, a elite quarterback. No, you really do. When when's the last one that? And, and speaking of Flacco, was the last one that won that was elite, that wasn't elite. The defense was though. I'm just saying that 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 moniker no longer stands in the NFL. And I mean, really think about it because the defense is unfairly judged from play to play as far as how they can handle. Look at our player. division, and this is this is the draft we've talked about all year long. That if you need a quarterback, this might be the draft for you. Because look, what's the quarterback situation in Atlanta? Not looking very good. Not looking great. The Saints signed Derek Carr. They're probably stuck with him for a couple. They of years. are. They gave him a big deal. Carolina's stuck. And Carolina's stuck. You, yeah, after so, that deal, you're stuck. An, one of our division foes needs a quarterback. So if we're in a position to get a quarterback over them, we need to go ahead and pull that trigger. Definitely. Because I don't think they're too – B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts if he's used correctly, Jonu Smith who's been looking pretty good as a backup tight end. You can run two tight end sets with those guys. Yeah, they got a lot of offensive they, weapons. They got some there. offensive weapons over there, so we need to pull that trigger before they do and, and try to hit on our quarterback. Or we might be that yeah. fourth place team for a while because we barely beat the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of Atlanta, we play them coming up. Yeah. Yeah, this is this, is a, this is a game that's either going to shift us towards going towards the playoffs and we need to start shifting our mindset. And they already beat us once this year. Or it's going to put us. Even further into the dumpster, and I'm, 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 I'm kind of hoping for the dumpster to be honest with you. Are the linebackers even going to be back this week? I'm not quite sure because we had what KJ Britt out. Yeah, he got hurt. KJ Britt, JJ Le- Russell looked good though. Levante and, and we had get live four or five out. Yep, that running game, Bijan, he's fast. He can catch out the backfield. It's funny they haven't been using him like. Kind of so he's, he's had would. flashes, but yeah, he hasn't really had the season. Like I he think literally that game that we played him, he I guess he had a headache or something. And they literally he played, but he was like a decoy and barely got any snaps. That's a very good point, uh, Derek. He said San Fran may be the only team who could win a Super Bowl with the OK QB that they have. Man, if you talk to Wyatt, you, you would think that Brock Purdy is the bee's knees. He's he's good. He's good. I would say he's solid. I wouldn't say he's great or elite. I think he's more of a product of the system. Not to say, too. not to say that he's not I would a say good he's a, quarterback. I wouldn't say he's a better quarterback than Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. No, I don't think he is. I think White even said to me one time that he thinks that if you took Brock Purdy and put him at the Browns, that he would be good there. If you put him at any team, he would be good at that team. Which I don't necessarily believe that. I think was he's, he medicated when he was saying probably all this? that's. Okay. I mean that is why. But I don't. I don't think Brock Purdy is necessarily like a Patrick Mahomes type, a Joe Burrow. I just think he's a he's a very good quarterback that that landed as a as a last overall pick in the draft landed in a proper spot for him. We talk about it all the time. It it, it depends 
on whether or not the quarterback is going to be good on where that quarterback goes. If they go it to does. if they go to Carolina, a dumpster fire, probably not going to turn out to be a great quarterback in the first couple and of years. Bless, Who knows? Unless and bless Bryce because he's been doing the best he can, and I think, like you said, it's a little bit of a dumpster fire. I expect that team next year to be a lot better if they make the right choices when it comes to the coaching staff. Coaching staff and then also using the little bit of draft capital that they have to fill positions of need and also bringing in wide receivers. Their wide receiver room's not very good. They can't seem to get open. Your 34-year-old Adam Thielen, rookie uh, Ringo, it's just not a deep room. It's not a lot of weapons. DJ Chark. Yeah, DJ Chark, which is kind of funny because then you look flip side at Houston and what C.J. Stroud has been able to do with guys that you would have thought were well, his defense was not really good. Though. Like Nico, no, but Nico Collins is having a career year. Like nobody, I mean, I think Nico was drafted late first round uh, his year coming out. Maybe not. Maybe it was like second or third. But he was supposed to be something, but never really came to anything. But now that he has C.J. Stroud, he's having a career year. Noah Brown came from the Cowboys, having a career year with C.J. Stroud. Tank Dell, rookie wide receiver. So I don't know. Maybe it is just C.J. Or Bryce Young, I mean. And, and we'll see. Maybe he needs some weapons. I know his offensive line stinks. We still got to play them in the last game of the season, so we'll see. definitely see how it goes. Yeah, speaking of the next game, though, Atlanta, where, where, where do you fall in this game? We're at Atlanta, at ATL, which one of these days we got to take that trip. I know we talk about it all, all the time. time. We got to take that trip to Atlanta. Speaking of trip, do this live on air. Do you want to go to a Heat game? Yeah. So when? January... 12th okay i'm probably gonna get four tickets shout out to my brother-in-law uh me brett wyatt's in and then yourself okay we'll just take the ride down there it's against orlando heat in miami okay i like it good let's, let's plan a date we got a date plan derek said what's up with that heat versus celtics <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think he's asked me that before, too. Yeah, he just said, oh, fuck me, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. I can only get four tickets. Now, now, Derek, if you're wanting to go, if you're interested in going to he this definitely, he, he's down. game, I could give you the wife's ticket, and the wife could just stay at um, her sister's house, which is down the road, and we could just go to the game. So I'm not opposed to that. I'm not, you know, I just had to talk to the wife. But if the wife wants to go to the game, then that's a different story. All right, we'll figure it out. But Wyatt already said he was down to go. I know you've been wanting to get out and do something, so I, you know, you went. You we went to that Kobe game, yeah, which was just like like luck that we got to witness that. That you know was I mean? dope. That was dope. That was literally luck. I mean, not luck because uh, the situation that happened in, in order for us to go, but we didn't choose that game saying, "Oh, we're going there because of that." Yeah. We chose that game like a month, month two, months two months before, before he yeah. even passed away. And it just happened to be the Kobe tribute night, which was awesome to experience. It was it was oh very emotional night. Very emotional. I, I cried. I ain't gonna lie. I cried. Yeah, like a baby. Like a bitch. Like a bitch. Like worse than like me and Eric would just look over at Craig and just start laughing our asses off because of how like I was like getting a little moist. I coach a team called the Mambas. I, I was get I was getting moist, but Craig was like a waterfall. He was like TLC. He went chasing waterfalls. I cried when Stuart Scott died. I did too. That was my homie. He didn't know it though, but he was my homie. Yeah. 
No, there was nothing wrong with it. I would have hit somebody with a stone cold stunner, they would have tried no, to You know what that showed? It shows that you're comfortable yeah. with your emotions. I am. And that's fine. It's, I'm a Leo, dog. We work it's hard okay on our to be in touch with your emotions. It's okay to cry. There's nothing wrong with it. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. It's, you know, a, like, it's a beautiful thing. There's like four girls trying to be like, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but shit. back to this Atlanta game. As much as I want to pick the Bucks to win, I, I don't know, man. You know another good thing about Atlanta that that I heard that Arthur Blank keeps food prices really affordable. No, they, they've all said that. Yeah. people post from there all the time. Yeah, it's like a thing on social media. And they have like, like twenty bucks, and they have like a whole fucking meal. Because Pat McAfee was there for the championship game, and like their chef came out and like had this. Georgia versus Alabama sandwich and stuff is like chicken and then like some some brisket or whatever. But they make it for like each game accordingly. But uh, Pat's like, what's this like a thirty dollars sandwich? It's only twenty five dollars twenty. Or I think it's like twenty dollars for this giant sandwich. So they keep everything really affordable there. So we could go there and literally like eat like kings. No, they not for like twenty thirty bucks. You're getting a lot of food at, yeah. at, at Atlanta Stadium. That's 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 a thing on social media. They they post about. And I want to see that stadium too. I do too. Because that stadium looks pretty awesome. It looks pretty nice. We'll have to make it happen. All right, maybe next year. I'm gonna say twenty eight twenty four Falcons. Uh, I, I'm gonna say the Bucks get a win. You think they're gonna pull it off? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I just got this feeling that the Bucks are kind of getting on this little roll here, uh, for the playoffs. Just in time for the playoffs. Unfortunately, I mean, they're not gonna do what I want them to do. I think we're gonna hit a skid so, again. Watch. I think we will, but I don't think it's against Atlanta. You know, we always tend to split games against Atlanta, New Orleans, and, and Carolina and such. So, I, I anticipate the Bucks playing a little better this second time around. I anticipate. The Bucks winning. I'm gonna say I'm gonna reverse that score. You said 28-24. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say 28-24. Bucks. Bucks. Okay. And then the Bucks win. We're gonna have a Gene Decker Deckerhoff Bucks Whoop, win there it after is. that. Whoop. There it is. Coming in next Monday. Eddie List again, right? Eddie List again. But back to back victory Mondays next year or next next week. Okay, we'll see. I'm calling it right now. And usually I'm the one. Derek will tell you. He's probably already in chat. Like, I'm surprised he's not picking against the Bucks. Are right, you saying victory Monday? I'm saying buck that Monday because we're going to be like, buck that shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that being said, that's my boy Zakari. I'm your boy High C. This has been Buck That Podcast. Peace out. Oh, shit.